2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. That was weird. <laughs> the audio just went out for me. Haven't done one of these in a long time, but you know, people weren't uh, people weren't calling in. But I checked it, and after that game, lots of people have lots of thoughts. Let me turn off the dumb bladooping here, um, and so we are going to deal with that. So, somewhat of an unusual situation because we had calls sitting in the queue waiting and waiting for a long time. The uh, oldest call that's been sitting here is from last Wednesday. It's how long it's been since we've done an episode. But again, nobody's calling in. I'm not going to do a 10-minute episode. So I'm going to do calls that are from the game, because that's what people want to hear. If we have time, maybe tomorrow, I don't know, we'll mix in some of the older calls if they're relevant. I don't want to skip any calls. We may have to if it just makes absolutely no sense to play it. But that's what we're going to do. I'm not going to play calls from Wednesday right now after the game when everybody wants to hear reactions, you know, from the game and whatnot. So um, that's it. That's all I got. If you want to call in, if you want to partake, 608-501-0718. Also, I decided to do this first, which makes the most sense because this is, you know, needs to be done by 10 p.m. Central. The other one doesn't need to be done until tomorrow morning. But I kind of want to get the feel of where everybody else is at. And let you guys kind of bring some things to my attention, help me to kind of think through this process so I can kind of start off my, my thang for, you know, tomorrow's podcast, if that makes any sense. 608-501-0718, call in, hang out, we're doing, we're doing stuff here. So let's see, the first call from today looks like, was at midnight? So that, that got in on time. We'll start there, I think. we got Tom from Reno calling at midnight before the big game.
1: Hey, Ryan. Todd from Reno, Nevada. Hey. So, this is Saturday night, so I'll give you my prediction for Sunday's game. All right. First of all, you talk about the offense and defense. Let's not forget the special teams. Let us not. The special teams perform as well as they did against Tampa Bay. That's an improvement that we definitely – like so, I think the Packers will win beat the spread, and I'll tell you why. Okay, we're not in 100 degree temperatures in Florida. Yep, we don't have as good of a defense we're playing against. The offensive line is healthy. I think that the Packers could run on this team
2: because I really hate. <laughs> here's the I wish I had played this or been able to do this prior to the game because everything I want to argue with you about. People are going to be like, well, that's unfair because you got to see the result. But, you know, I don't know. Anyways, to be fair, I did say this was going to be kind of tough and probably closer than people think. But anyways, proceed.
1: They're not a number one team defense. And they can just keep gashing the ball to send it up the line. And if they run in the second half and tire this team out, they should have no problem. Uh, We've got the receivers Aaron Rodgers should have some time to pass. He should be carving this team up. Should so. be. Packers score over 30 points, and the defense should be able to eat up on Hoyer, um, Heward, whoever. doesn't really matter. Even if Matt Jones was in there, they'd eat him up too. All right. Have a good night. Hope the Packers win. Well, hope is the wrong word. Go
2: Packers. You will not win because I said so. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, kind of unfair because I got to see the result, but a couple of the, I guess, critiques. We had a healthy offensive line last week for the most part. I know uh, David Bakhtiari played about half the time, but still the issues weren't David Bakhtiari. The healthy guys are the ones that are giving us problems. And Elton Jenkins again is just you know I I do not want to see any Green Bay Packer fan talking about knocking off Rust. Okay, you can give them, you get 1 week. That's what you get. You get 1 week. Unless there's some serious pain issues going on, you get 1 week to knock off the rust. David Bakhtiari didn't even get a week. He came in and dominated week 1. But I'll I'll give you a week. Second week you're still doing it. Third week now, you're still just getting annihilated. And again, they got good pass rushers. I said that in the game, but you're not playing like a premier right tackle. So you know, it, it's either time to step up or we got to kick you into guard. And, and again, I've never had a problem with that whatsoever. I have no problem with premier guards being in the NFL. And um, I know Yash is probably overrated, but he's also performed better than Elton Jenkins has, as far as I can tell. So, I, and I can't even say we massively upgrade right guard because I don't know. I'm, I'm just assuming we tighten up the space a little bit. I don't know. Anyways, I'm, I'm going off on a, on a thing here because I haven't been able to talk about the game, but the offensive line is a problem. And, um, you know, saying that because it's not going to be hot and they're healthy, we're going to dominate. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know that we do that at all this year. The offensive line just hasn't been good. Um, as far as the comment about we have wide receivers, I don't know. We have guys that we like their abilities. We like Cobb in certain situations. We like Lazard in certain situations. And we like Dobbs and, and Watson for different reasons, but it's still not quite clicking. First of all, Dobbs needs to stop hanging the, you know, somebody called in on this show and made a comment about him keeping the ball real loose. That kind of caused two problems in this game. He had a fumble because the ball was just kind of floating around. He wasn't cradling it hard enough. And then and he had a touchdown. And one of my pet peeves is when they give credit to the defense for forcing turnovers and knocking. Romo did that all night. He kept giving the Patriots credit for stuff they didn't do. They never touched the football. They didn't touch it. Dobbs got hit, and the ball got jarred. And on the second play, he caught it, and then the ground caused a fumble, but that's not a thing anymore, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand that stupid rule. But apparently, even though he was down and had the ball and the ground is what knocked it out, whatever. We don't need to get into that. But the point is, hold the ball. Hold it harder, tighter. Cradle it. Grab it. Squeeze it. Do something. I don't mean to dump on him. He had a good day. But, I mean, man, he, he should have had a much better day. That's all I know much better day. He dropped an easy touchdown and he put a ball on the ground that didn't need to be on the ground. But again, the 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 idea that we have good wide receivers, I mean, I guess, but it's not, it's just not coming together. And when you have Rodgers playing a bad day on top of everything, it looks about as bad as you can get. And we got Rodgers not playing well. You got rookies not doing the right thing. You got Lazard cannot get separation to save his life. I mean, some of the best plays that we see are Rodgers just throwing pinpoint passes to a guy that's blanketed, and Lazard just having the strongest hands on the field and catching everything. Otherwise, it's Randall running for his life, getting that that five inches of separation to be able to make a play. But I mean, it, it, every play just feels like you're you're scratching and clawing as hard as you can just to get something going, and it it just feels too hard. Nothing feels easy, you know. But you know, I can't be mad at you for getting hyped up about the Packers blow them out. You know, I I couldn't quite get there, but I also didn't expect it to be this bad. I didn't. This is this is a lot worse than it should have been. This is a lot harder than it should have been. But we'll save that for tomorrow's podcast. This is this is your thing. This is at five forty four p.m. So no other calls. So this is well, game's almost over. I believe at this point. But here is caller number five. Hey, uh,
3: call five, it's twenty four seventeen. We're losing. Uh, we might very well win this game, but this doesn't look like a contender at all. Right. Like I mean, what? How are we losing to a third string? Right. And we can't talk to, oh, my God. <laughs> I just don't understand why we shrink to these teams we should be yep. beating. Like, this just doesn't look like a, a team that's going to do anything in the playoffs. Right. I'm sick and tired of this nonsense, man. Sick and tired of it.
2: See, this, 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 that's the reaction I have brewing in my soul, and I'm trying to not come on here and scream after a loss. You know, because there are a lot of people who are like, "How can you come on here and complain? You guys won the game." But he—he's right. That—that there's no excuse for that. This, this was this was a as much as I said this is going to be a tough game. As soon as their quarterback went out, this was an easy game to win. We were running the ball quite well. They were doing nothing but run the ball. They didn't trust their quarterback. All we had to do was stop the run. We couldn't do it. To save our lives, we couldn't do it. I said on the podcast prior to this game. There's two prevailing narratives that they need to be able to put to bed. One is that you don't have an offense. Didn't put that to bed. The offense looked like garbage. And two, you can't stop the run. And you couldn't. I mean, this this is the ultimate test. Yeah, the Patriots run the ball well. It doesn't matter. When you know they're running the ball, you should be able to stop it. And I swear this team has Kenny Clark and nobody else. Nobody else. The one time they tried to call him out, oh, they ran right at Kenny Clark. Look at Cole Strange. Again, Romo is such a... I know he's a Wisconsin guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but man, he drives me nuts. Oh, Cole Strange just, just wiped him out. It was a double team, you moron. It's a double team. It wasn't Cole Strange. It was Cole Strange and the center double teaming him and moving him about five inches. It's not his responsibility. Somebody else should have been there if there's a double team. If If they have to allocate two resources, somebody else should have been able to get up in there. But aside from Kenny, I don't know what we got. I saw Rashawn getting blown up. I saw Jaron Reed on his back all the time. Preston didn't seem like he could do much of anything. The linebackers, you know, we can try to hype them up all we want, but they, they couldn't hold an edge. They can't tackle. Every tackle is is falling backwards. I mean, these are supposed to... That's there's, If there's one thing these two guys are supposed to be able to do is that they're big, physical, great tacklers. Everything is this little side... And can you please attack, for the love of all things, I'm so sick of seeing Quay Walker stand there waiting for him to run into you. Why don't you run at him? What happened to downhill football? You go attack him. You go light him up. We're so scared of him getting around us that we just stand there. And then they run into us and they drive us back another three yards. What should have been a loss of two ends up being a five-yard gain. And again, third-string quarterback, you know they're running it. And then there's no then then there's no pass rush because every play is supposed to be a run. So the one time they pass, you got a guy running wide open because we're not expecting it. And the pass rush isn't there because by the time they realize it's a pass and try to start doing something, which they're already in a bad spot to be able to do anything, it's it's too late. So what you have to do is stop the run because nine out of 10 times they're running and you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I'm sorry that that's never going to work. If 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 a team says I'm running, if, if they walk up and say here's our play, and you can't stop it, that ain't good. And I you know I don't know. And so it's like you said, shrinking. I know you're not that bad. And Rogers, what what the heck are you doing? You can sit there and shake your head all you want and blame everybody else. How how are you gonna blame somebody else when you can you you can run easily for a first time? You decide to dump it off to a spot where nobody is. And what, you're going to get mad at the receiver because he's supposed to run us? Why don't you just run it, dummy? It's a first down. Stop shaking your head at everybody else all the time. You were off. You are playing poorly. Missing guys. Bad decisions. No decisions. And again, this is, you know, it's one thing if their defense was just doing a good job. But when you guys are just making dumb mistakes, it's frustrating. Putting the ball on the ground, giving them the ball, you can't do that. You know, not taking easy first downs, missing wide open guys. You know, even Christian Watson. I don't, I don't understand. It's like, isn't that the second time we've seen that happen? Where it's like over his right shoulder and he doesn't know what to do about it? You don't know how to catch a pass over your right shoulder. It's like he gets confused. Like, should I turn around and try to like just fling my right arm out in that direction? Like, what should I do? I, I mean, I, I, I'll grant you that it's awkward, but... I think you're supposed to be able to catch that. Again, Rodgers didn't put it in the ideal spot. It should be probably over, you know, in front of him, not behind him. But also, I don't know, slow down? You never dealt with that before? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Now, again, Rodgers, you got a guy screaming wide open down the field. It'd be nice if you put it on him a little better, but just stupid stuff, man. Shouldn't have been this hard. If, If I'm a Bears fan, Vikings fan, or a Lions fan watching that game... I'm certainly not sitting here thinking, dang, man, they won. I'm looking at that going, dude, that team sucks. I don't even care. That team sucks. I'm not scared of them. If I'm a Vikings fan, I'm watching that going, we got this division locked up. It's over. If that's that's the best they can do against the Patriots, I mean, this is one of the worst offenses in football who lost their number one and number two quarterback, decided they're not able to throw at all and put up that many points that easily. I what do you what? I don't know what else to say. Again, you guys are the ones running your mouth about great defense and all this stuff. We know what we can do, and I don't know. It seems pretty basic to me to be able to stop a run play when you know it's a run play. I mean, that's that's. I know the NFL all these days is all about stopping the pass and being athletic and everything, but it's it's got to just snatch your your soul out from under you, doesn't it? Right, Right out of your chest. If you're going to be a stout defense and you can't stop the run, people can tell you statistically it doesn't matter all they want. The team on the other side is calling you a punk and you can't do anything about it. Not great. And, you know, final thought, a win is a win and it's early in the season, I get that. But the the point is, that that we just watched is never going to be good enough. So whatever chemistry issues there are, whatever offensive line issues there are, whatever wide receiver, tight end, uh receiving quarterback issues there are, whatever run defense issues there are, that needs to get cleaned up real fast. Cause that sucks.
4: Hey, what's going on? This is uh Omar the Firefighter what Just up? calling in. Hey man, that was a close game, but I gotta hit people some with some facts. All right. Um one, we are not playing like a Super Bowl caliber team at all. Like right. we're playing barely winning games against crappy teams. Like we yeah. should be blowing these teams out. If this was the Bills, they probably would have dropped a hundred on us.
2: Yeah. Like no that's
4: not good. And I'm really not understanding why. Um I know this, that Elton Jenkins probably needs to get kicked in the guard because he's not trusting his leg. Yeah. He's getting beat. Another problem that I see is they keep doing these in the rounds with Watson. Like you know, they need to throw – he's not learning how to run routes that way.
5: Yeah.
4: That's what he needs to do. That's his weakness. And if that's the only way they to give him the ball, that's going to suck. We're going to need him to learn how to run routes and play wide receiver. Now, I do like that they're giving Dobbs opportunity. He yep. messed up with the drop yep. or when – it, you know, he didn't complete the catch, but he's going to learn that. So I guarantee next time we do that, He'll he'll learn from it, but Watson ain't getting the opportunity because he's just doing end rounds Yeah, like we need to if we're going to go deep into the playoffs in football, we need to give Watson more opportunities, like we're doing Dobbs. Yeah, I Um agree. and
2: better. And I I said that prior to the game, and I and I do agree, and I, I get it. Like he had an opportunity and he didn't catch it. It was a bad throw, but you're supposed to catch. i I've, I've never seen a receiver just go. I don't know. It's over my right shoulder. What do you want me to do? Can't do anything about that. Um, but but you're right, and and. To be fair, that's still technically a positive, because there is an untapped part of this team that, you know, I mean, it's the second game in a row, we probably don't win without Dobbs. So you can see how critical he's become. I mean, Lazard played a massive, Lazard and Cobb were real critical in critical situations, but still, Dobbs was, was clutch with a lot of really big plays. Um, we need that from Watson. Because he provides an element that we're not taking advantage of. And I know he's open down the field. I can feel it in my gut. I can feel it in my soul. Um, but we're just we're not capitalizing on it. And maybe it's for good reason, but whatever that reason is, let's, let's get that taken care of quickly.
4: Action. But I'm telling you right now, I have faith. You know, I love the team, but we're not playing anywhere near Super Bowl caliber at all, offense or defense, so. Just want to say that go pack go.
2: Would like to hear your thoughts on that. Bro. Yeah, I mean it's uh again same uh, same sentiment. It's I'm glad we won and there's a lot of a lot of good to be seen. I mean technically you you could say that is playoff football when you win a game like that. I'll be honest, as soon as we went into overtime, I'm like we don't win overtime games like this. This is we're done. And then we go three and out. and It's like ah, that, I I knew it. Then they get the ball at like the fifty. It's like this is such a classic pack. You know what the difference is, right? Defense, really? Um, the def- I mean, the, the whole this whole year we've been bailed out. We don't come anywhere near beating Tampa Bay if it wasn't for our defense. We don't beat this team as much as I'm upset about the run defense. Um, you know, seven of those points were Aaron Rodgers' fault. And then on top of that, you've got you know field position issues with special teams not having a great day. You've got them starting at the fifty in overtime. You've got the turnover which put them in good field position. So I mean, they're they're in a tough spot for sure. Um, but I I forgot what I was talking about. Let's go to the next call. We got a, a new phone number here, so let's let's rock with that.
0: Hey, this is Wang Dong calling, and I got some thoughts on today's game. All right, we'll Wangus. Start with it feels great to walk out of there with a win, and at yes. no point during that game did I have any doubt in my mind that we were not going to win that game. All right. Just knowing the Packers and how they play, and how Aaron Rodgers towards the end of the game. When he gets into that field goal territory and we can win it with a field goal, he never tries to go for the touchdown. He always tries to get it as close as he can for uh, missing uh, Silver Fox Crosby. Mm-hmm. That being said, I was disappointed to see the play on both sides of the ball. I thought that our defense could have done a lot better considering they're the number one defense in the league and they were going against a third-string rookie quarterback who, granted, did look pretty good out there, uh, but also – you know, we we got to hold ourselves to a higher expectation than right. that. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, it just feels like some some magic is missing. I don't know if he's got to figure out what he's doing with those wide receivers get on the same level. It looked like him and Dobbs were starting to get on the same page towards the end there. Yeah, but it also looked like I don't know. We had Cobb called up in those in those magic moments that we really needed, and that's that's Rogers's mo. But we, we we need we need someone to step up. Aaron Jones was having a good game, but didn't didn't have a great game. Uh, AJ Dillon looked like a running back two, not the running back one A that he typically right. is referred to as. It's a lot of thoughts on the game overall. You know, I'd say slightly disappointed because it was a game that we really should have blown him out in. But I'm happy to be able to overlay my thoughts here. Thanks for letting me leave this voicemail and uh, see you on Twitter, my friends.
2: Wang is that is that what you that's what Google says you said Wang so um, that will be your name, and I apologize, but it's just that's that's the rules, man you are Wang It's not a bad name i mean it's it it's it's a pretty bad name it and ah, never mind <laughs> it sounds like a weird cross between a country and a rock band and something else that I don't shouldn't talk about um Wangestong, yeah. I mean, again, similar sentiments. I didn't feel as confident, although you know, in the back of my head, I, I kind of you know, this is this is what we do. We we do tend to win these games. I mean, not necessarily overtime, but you know, the game gets close and we find a way to pull it out, whatever. But um, you're right about the chemistry thing, or, or just the the magic that something's missing because it it certainly is. I really liked Aaron Jones in this game. I know it wasn't perfect all the time, but he looked phenomenal to me. I think he did everything he could with what he had and more. Uh the the defense really started to stiffen on us which became a problem, right? We ran the ball real well which kind of bailed us out. And then when the when the defense stiffened against our running ability, then it just became well, we can't run and I don't know about this whole passing thing it kind of sucks. You know, and and the tough thing about the NFL is I was telling my wife, she's like I still don't understand the first down thing. I was like, "Well, you get four opportunities. So it, and she she even made the comment like it seems like a lot of opportunities to get 10 yards. It's really not though. I mean if if you have an incomplete pass, you know, I mean Elton Jenkins has a bad play. We're talking one guy out of 11 has a bad play. And now you're looking at, you know, second and 10. It changes everything. I mean, one bad play can really set the tone. Now you run the ball, you get 2 yards again because one guy messed up a block and now you're looking at third and 8. And you might have had Twenty-two out of well, twenty out of twenty-two guys playing ball just fine, but two out of those guys on one on each play messed it up. Now you're looking at third and eight, and it's it's you know not impossible, but it it's one play can really mess things up. And so when chemistry is not great, and you need it to be almost perfect, and you need it to be put perfect multiple times, right? First down, second down, third down, first down, second down, third down, first down, second down, third down, and and now you're like at the fifty. And you got to work your way back down the field. You can just feel that clunkiness, even when things go right. You know, you have a a good play for six yards. Then the next play, you convert a first down. It's like, all right, we're moving. Next play, you run for eight yards. And then you throw for four, and it's another first down. All right. And then you get that weird series where you run for no gain. And then, you know, Rodgers rolls out, and, you know, the guy runs the wrong route. Now it's third and 10. Rodgers steps up in the pocket and tries to do something, goes down for a sack. And it's like, what the heck happened? Everything was perfect, everything felt good. It's like it it one thing sets the tone. We ran for 0 yards. Stopped the momentum. Second and 10. It's tough. And um, you know, consistency is a major part of having a good offense. You know, when you got things just not in sync, it's it's tough to be consistent all the way down the field. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see you liked the tweet, so I can see what your name is. It's uh it's not far off. And I think we're going to stick with this name instead of your name anyways, because it's, you know, well, you know. Anyways, um, we're going to take a break right here. Um, I do want to tell you that we are working with my bookie. <laughs> Unfortunately, some of the details are, uh, I don't know the promo code. I don't have that for you. I think they, they sent me over the copy and they're like, here you go, man. Glad to work with you, and it it just says like promo in there, like as a placeholder. But I tell you what, I uh, I was on my bookie today, and I'm, I'm I am glad to be back with my bookie because I I we've worked with them in the past, and um, I went and logged into my account because it's been a while. And hey, I had like seven bucks in there. I was like, heck yeah! Mm-hmm. So I picked the Patriots not to win, but um, with with you know with the points and everything being nine and a half, I said no, I don't think so. I put like two bucks on it or something. <laughs> so. What did I win? I should check that. I got it up here. How do I check? I got my open bets. I should tell my bookie to put like 10 bucks on my account so I can have a little fun with this. Come on. Give me a little action. I put down three bucks, which was like half my money, and I made $2.73 that the Packers wouldn't be able to cover that. So do me a favor, check out mybookie.ag. I'm going to get you a promo code. So if you don't have an account yet, just give me a day. All right. It's Sunday. It's the weekend. They're probably not working or whatever, but they'll, they'll get back to me with a promo code and um, we'll get it figured out. But it starts today, so I figured, I'd, I figured I'd tell you about it. Otherwise, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy would be greatly appreciated if you'd like to support this uh, podcast directly. Also, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry is the uh, charity we are supporting. FertileGroundRanch.org. You can find links at the top of my Twitter and at the top of the and Podcast Facebook group. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
5: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: line. Hey this is Todd from Reno. Hey. Calling from a sports bar, so might be a little loud. That's all right. Okay, so I was wrong on my prediction. But I did I thought the Packers would have broke out on this. But let's be honest, this game was fixed. That non touchdown call? was absolutely ridiculous but i'm glad the packers won and yeah i'm a moron for making that call (laughs) i admit it bye-bye
2: what are you talking about your last call that we just played did you say they were going to lose or something i don't even oh that's from uh you called it okay i got you you were the midnight caller that said they were going to cover i get it i got you i'm with you caller number five called from a loud environment so that's my brain went to that call for some reason but um Yeah, I I was surprised by that. I I guess I was trying to think through how that rule works and why it would be called the way it was called. And, you know, I I don't really fully understand it. My assumption is because he didn't make a football move, you just have to be able to hold on all the way through the catch. I believe that's the way the, the rule is set up. So although he was down, you know, his arm was down, pretty sure his knees were down before the ball came out. The fact that the ball came out means you never caught it is essentially how that works. I don't know. I, I, I think it's stupid. I think if you, if you catch the ball and your arm and your knees are down and then the ball comes out because of the ground, I mean, he had, I don't know, I, it, it's, it's, it's stupid. But at the end of the day, Romeo, you got to hold on, man. You know what I mean? I mean, the ball's just, it's too loose in there. You look at the, the job that guys like Randall and guys like Lazard especially do. Man, they were hunting for that ball. There were about ten different times I thought for sure that ball was coming out. I mean, they, they basically tackled him by the ball. They just two hands grab onto the ball and wrestle him to the ground, and, and Lazard was able to hold on. So you know you, you can't be coughing it up on the ground. I, I, I know it's it's hard and all that, but this is you know when you get to the NFL level, that that shouldn't be hard anymore. You hold on to that thing for dear life. Hey
6: Ryan, it's Brett from Merrimack. Hey Brett, got done watching the game.
2: Woof yep
6: thought the defense did well in the first quarter and a half, and then all the training wheels fell off. <laughs> I was hoping that Joe Barry would be able to you know bring pressure on a backup quarterback and a rookie quarterback and not play soft on them because typically their defense plays great against starting quarterbacks, but here we are again, playing soft against a backup and a rookie quarterback. Uh, Rashawn Gary
2: was an absolute animal tonight. Yeah. And I just want to stop there because it all comes back to the fact that we couldn't stop the run. The reason we couldn't pressure the quarterback is because we couldn't stop the run. And so they would run nine times in a row. And by the time they pass, they run a play action. Everybody bites on the play action. The linebackers are coming up, you know, Rashawn and Preston are trying to hold the edge. They're not trying to get to the quarterback. So by the time they realize it, it's too late. And somebody's screaming wide open every single time. So You know, on one hand, the third string quarterback thing is overplayed because we put it on him and he didn't really do anything. But at the same time, it still matters because because it's a third string quarterback, what are they doing? They're running every time. So it's easy. It's easy. You know what they're going to do. It's a very simple game plan to stop them and you can't do it. So, yeah, I mean, things kind of fell off, but. It's almost as if things got better for the Patriots because they stopped trying to throw. I mean, if Hoyer stayed in there, they would have had a balanced offensive attack, running and passing, and we would have crushed them. We would have absolutely crushed them. I, I believe that thoroughly. But because the the third string quarterback came out, they ran the ball and exposed the Packers defense horribly, horribly exposed them. Um that's, I mean, that, that that was the issue. And and now teams are going to challenge that. They're going to say, we're going to run. And, and granted, the Patriots are a solid running team, and they're bringing in extra offensive lineman. They're playing some real, real big-time, big-boy football. But, I mean, teams are going to do that. They're going to say, we're, we're going to bring our big guys in there. We're going to run the ball, and you have to stop it. And um, hilariously, the Giants are in the same situation. They lost their that's who we're playing next week they lost their starting quarterback and then their backup goes out with a concussion and with all this concussion stuff going out they're not going to risk it so if if Daniel Jones can't go we're looking at the number three quarterback whoever that is being activated and playing and what does that mean Saquon Barkley is going to get a billion carries you you can't stop the Patriots how are you going to stop Saquon Barkley that guy's on a tear right now so anyway sorry go ahead
6: Give that man a new paycheck.
2: Yeah, Rashawn's amazing. Um,
6: yeah, I still wish they would stick to the run game more often because, as you can see, when you run the ball, everything else opens up. Yep. I wish Romeo Dobbs would have caught that deep pass.
2: Yeah, would be nice. But who knows
6: what a catch is now, anyways. Exactly. Well, on to the Giants next week. They actually look pretty decent, so I guess we'll see what we come up with there. I uh, can't wait to hear your content. Goal Pack goal.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, at this point, I'm worried about it. At this point, I wish, I'm I'm actually hoping that they're starting quarterback plays, even though they're going to run the ball a ton anyways. At least then they'll try to be a little bit more balanced, and we'll have an opportunity to use our pass rushers, because right now they're useless. Rashawn Gary is trying to stop the run, which, I mean, he's 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 fine. He made some decent plays, you know, especially Catching people from behind with his speed and everything, and he, the dude will not miss a tackle to save his life. He obliterates people going at full speed like that. But um, you know, I mean, if, if his whole job is just kind of set the edge and try to play run defense against Saquon and everything else, I mean, it's that's going to be a problem. And and we have to have a plan set up to figure that out and force them to pass because that's when we shine. Our, our DBs are useless and our edge rushers are useless. And and now it's it's like Kenny Clark against the world. Um, and it's, it's a problem. So, I mean, we, we have all this talent. We have all, you know, we, we paid a, a linebacker to be a premier guy. And then we go out and draft a guy who's great against the run. Great tackler, all that. We go out and get Jaron Reed, who in my opinion has never really been all that good, but we bring him in for that purpose to, to be able to help Kenny. And we draft Devonte Wyatt in the first round to be able to help bolster that unit. I mean, the whole thing is set up so that this should not happen. This shouldn't happen. They shouldn't be able to run at will against us, right? I mean, if, if you can run at will against the Bears, fine. What do they have? They're rebuilding right now. If you can run at will against the Lions, so what? What have they invested in their defense? They, they got Aiden Hutchinson off the edge, and then what? Some mid-round defensive tackles and some castaway linebackers that are no good at anything. Even the Vikings. What do the Vikings have? You got Daniel and you brought in Zadarius off the edge, and then what? You did go and get a couple defensive tackles, but... I mean, they, they haven't invested what the Packers have invested. First-round pick after first-round pick after first-round pick. Quay Walker, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, paying Jaron Reed, paying Devondre Campbell. Rashawn Gary is a first-round pick, paying Preston Smith big-time money. Everybody, even guys like Savage are first-round picks to come up and, and and clean up a little bit. We paid Amos to come up, and everybody on this defense is either a, a prize-free agent, or a first-round pick. doesn't even include Jair and Stokes, and we paid Razul. We don't have, like, fourth-round guys floating around out there anywhere. Fifth-round filler pieces. Like, he's not great, but, you know, it's something. I mean, we used to have Chandon. We don't even have that anymore. Rudy Ford was only on the field because of an injury. Hopefully he's doing okay. This shouldn't happen. We've invested way too much to, to be this week. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but a team should not be able to say, hey, we don't have a quarterback. We're just going to run. And then we go, oh, well... Okay, here's nine yards every time you touch the ball. That should not happen. Period.
3: Hey, Ryan, it's calling. Uh, you hey. uh, know, sometimes we get emotional during the game and forget uh, that uh, there are certain circumstances that may have led to how this game played out. But W is a W, I suppose. But um, yeah, we did give them seven on that interception, yeah. and then uh, the refs gifted them seven on that fake uh, or that delay of game that yeah. they, they missed. So I guess that's bad. I guess we can. I can calm down a little bit here, but um, still not in, not an ideal situation going to overtime against a rookie quarterback, third stringer. Um, anyway, I'm glad we won, but we better stomp on the teams the next couple of weeks before Buffalo.
2: And again, it's it's one thing. There's one thing you have to do: stop the run. That's it. You have to be able to do that. Because that's what everybody's going to do now. They're going to run, 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 play action. Run, 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 play action. Why wouldn't they? You can't stop it. Who's, you know, even look in our own division. Chicago did it already on us. Minnesota's going to do it. They're set up to do that. The Lions are having a lot of success on the ground. DeAndre Swift, when he's healthy, is killing it. Jamal's killing it. Even in our own division. We have another Bears game. We have another Vikings game. We've got two Lions games. The Giants can certainly do it. Heck, at this point, I'm looking forward to Buffalo because they just want to drop back and pass. Good, thank you, finally. The only problem is they're going to have probably too much success and our offense can't seem to keep up with anything. So, you know, the defense is going to have to play out of their minds and try to keep them sub-20, if at all possible. You know, and then our offense has to find out how to score 20 points on them. But I'm 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 really to the point now where I'm scared of teams like the Bears and, and the Giants where it's like, well, we don't have a quarterback, we don't like to throw, so we're just going to run the ball. It's like, no. Please don't. No, throw it. You're going to be so good. I believe in you. You can do this. Please throw the ball. Please. Ten-step drop. Just just. trebuchet, man. You know, just launch it. Grenade launch that bad boy. Mortar. You know what I mean? There it goes. I don't know.
3: Hey, I'm sure we're all upset about that ugly, ugly win. Uh, That was just disgusting to watch um but i i figured i'd call in and just say like it's just kind of an unacceptable performance you know like rogers makes way too much money to be playing like this right Uh, i i think i think we all know it um he has not been at the peak of his game i know he's got rookie wide receivers i know they're still learning but they're starting to be open they're starting to catch passes and we need rogers to be there um that that's that's all there is. Uh, Rodgers has to play better. Um, in fact, I wouldn't mind hearing a breakdown of, um, you know, you know the PFF grades, and then comparing that to how much uh, salary cap each of those players is taking up, and see, um, you know, who had better days and who's making the most money because that might be a decision that uh, needs to be made by the end of the season. Who knows?
4: Okay, go back to.
2: Yeah, you know, you start to wonder about those things. And and there are certain things that um, Rodgers does that nobody else, you know, outside of like Tom Brady can can do as far as being able to read the defense and making the right reads and understanding these kinds of things. But yeah, then there are times you look at it and go, it's like you can do the hard stuff. You can't do the simple stuff. And that's really annoying. You know, you can make all the right reads and make all the right adjustments and get guys right in the right spot and then miss a guy who's running open in the flat. I mean, I, I heard him take responsibility for that throw to Dobbs that he ended up fumbling. You know, he, he said, no, that, that was on me. I, I made an adjustment. Dobbs made the right adjustment. He was standing exactly where he was supposed to be, and I threw a bad ball. He said, you know, Dobbs, I mean, it wasn't his fault for the fumble, but, I mean, it's just stuff like that where he's flat out saying, yeah, I just, I, I was a bad throw. I I, I missed him. He said he, he wished he didn't catch it, which I think we all do at this point because, again, it ended in a fumble. So, you know, I'm, I'm not to the point where it's like he needs to go, um, but it it is getting old, man. And, and I, I'll be honest, the happy feet thing really is starting to get to me. I was, I was doing a... I made two videos and one of them just vanished into thin air. I don't know where it is. I posted one of the videos on the Substack. just looking at the defensive line dominance, which um, maybe I cursed us and I apologize for that. They were very good against Tampa though. But I made another one highlighting Romeo Dobbs in the game that he had. Now, you know, he did a great job and all. But one of the things I was noticing was just Rogers getting really uncomfortable really early. There were times when he had time. And he had a guy open, and he starts doing that panic thing where he, he kind of like tucks the ball and runs like, oh, no. And then he kind of steps forward and steps back and then looks around and then breaks the pocket. You've, you've got time, dude. Like, it, it, it didn't break down. And, and the problem was when I was doing defensive line, you look at Tom Brady, he would have guys touching him, and he would stand there like nothing was happening, and he would complete passes. Rogers doesn't have that. He's got that clock in his head that says, get the ball out or run. And when, when guys go behind him, he freaks out, and he starts to panic. And he does his little happy feet dance. And yeah, once every 10 times, he makes a miracle throw. And we we show that for 10 years about how he's the greatest because he can do this. But man, of those other, other nine times, if you just stand in there another second, you probably got a guy. And there were plays where those things happened. So, you know, and yeah, I don't know. There is an, I do believe, and this, again, this is going to sound stupid and ignorant because obviously Rodgers is is way better than a lot of people, but there is an element where I believe whether you want to say Jordan Love or somebody else just pick any moderate game manager quarterback Brian Hoyer I don't know Carson Wentz those guys would make plays that Rodgers doesn't um and I don't really understand that and that that is where it gets frustrating especially when you realize first of all his talent level but also yes his his how much money he makes they're really simple throws really simple decisions and um he you know he, I don't know he had an off day I, I don't know what else to say I think that the problem is this is week four and this is the second time now. This is the second kind of implosion. I'm glad we won this game. And it's not for the offense. It's what is it? Is it four weeks? Have they had a really good week? I guess you could kind of say the Bears, but I don't I don't know. Maybe. Week one was a disaster. Week three was a disaster. And week four was a disaster. The offense has been terrible. This time it just happened to largely be Rodgers' fault. But you had offensive line disasters and wide receiver mistakes and drops and fumbles and Whatever it is Christian Watson's doing out there, I don't know. But anyways. Back to Omar.
4: Hey, what's up? This is Omar the Fire again. Hey. Um, I had to call back because I had to think about it and realize had, had the realization that the first year that I feel like we ain't going to like Super Bowl or else like we team teaming as good as you know as we used to be like unstoppable.
2: I'm gonna stop it there because I'm I'm hundred percent with you. This is the first year where it just feels like we're just not a top team. And, and with the full understanding that we can get there and we, we maybe will have the pieces eventually, but it's been a long time. I mean, since basically, I guess, 2018, when everything kind of fell apart, but everything didn't fall apart. We still have Rodgers. We still have this offensive line we've been begging for. It's here. It's playing. It sucks. Uh, we have the running backs, and they're playing at a high level. We have the tight ends that we want. Healthy, Tunyon, right? We weren't sure when he was coming back. He'd been there since day one and done jack squat. Um, the rookies are performing as good or better than we probably expected. Maybe not Watson, I guess, just depending on how good you thought he was going to be. But uh, I, I would say they've combined exceeded my expectations. Defense is, is on par or better than I would say I had expected. So what the heck is wrong? But you're right. You watch the, You watch this game and just go, you know, this is what it's like to be a Bears fan or, you know, uh, what? I don't even know. Let's say Bengals, but they went to the Super Bowl this past year. But, you know, a, a team where you kind of feel like you're just watching, you're hoping for the best, you're rooting for them, but you know. You, you know this isn't, this isn't going to be a thing. And it sucks, especially since, again, there, there isn't a clear path to us being just dominant. I mean, there, there kind of is, but what else is there for growth? Rodgers is Rodgers. Lazard is Lazard. Cobb is Cobb. The offensive line is the offensive line. Dobbs can get marginally better. It's really just, you know, can Christian Watson just explode and turn this offense into a juggernaut? And, and then, you know, the the general cohesion between Rodgers and, and the receivers, specifically the rookies, is going to help in terms of, you know, converting more first downs and not all that stuff just getting into a rhythm. But we're we're pretty close to max capacity and we are one of the worst offenses in football right now. So, you know, I get what you're saying. And I, and I don't want to overreact. We won the game. We're in a good spot. There is room for growth. Defense I was I don't know what to say. Mostly looks good, but that run defense thing is is still a problem, and that really ticks me off, man. I I don't want to repeat myself, but that should not be a problem. That we should not be year after year after frickin' year, every year with the run defense, every frickin' year. It's crazy. How can we not get this fixed? Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: Well, for like the
2: past, shoot, uh,
4: 13, 14 years, I always felt with the season. It's like, man, we can go to the Super Bowl because we got the quarterback. And if you got a great quarterback, you can make it, you know. And we've had good chances so many times. But this year, I kind of, like, I don't see I mean, I know Rodgers is getting older. You know, you don't have the same skill level. I'm not saying he's trash, but, like, escapability when the line breaks down. Like, I'm starting to feel it now. So, it's like you can kinda I can it's like it's kinda like I can see it coming around the corner yeah. when Jordan Love or whoever our next quarterback you take over there it's gonna be not the same feeling. So I'm trying to get used to it I I never had this feeling for a long time. <laughs> so I just yeah. want all of all of a pack of fans to realize like hey get, get used to this feeling. Everybody get to the realization that every year ain't gonna be a Super Bowl year. So just make sure everybody knows that all right, we'll
2: go back. Go, go. And again, I, I really don't want to overreact and be hyper negative. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's another bad week and yes, they could get better, but, but I, I do think there's some truth to that. Cause I think as Packer fans, we always look at it as this has to be a glitch. This has to be a minor thing. You know, we're going to get better, but most teams in the NFL are not better than what we are right now. This is very common stuff. You win you know 8 or 9 games you're fighting to maybe get into the playoffs just because even though you know you're not one of the best and you hope you get lucky as all get out in the playoffs but you know you're you're not on top most teams don't just sit on top every year like the packers do and and you're right we can't just sit here and say well you know we're going to be on top i mean come on we're the freaking packers we don't know it's a new year it's 2022 and yeah our record says we're still running with the pack but, you know, I mean, if, if 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 this level of play stays, we're not at the top of the pack. And that doesn't rule us out. It's not always the best team. I mean, it wasn't the two best teams that got into the Super Bowl last year. But, I, I, you know, to your point, I think the larger, larger point, the larger picture here is that you can't just every year say, we're the Packers, we have Rodgers, we're going to be a top team contender. We have to be. We don't have to be. There's nothing written... In stone that says we are the Packers, we must be one of the top teams in the NFC. All must bow to us. Maybe we're just a normal team this year. Maybe we're we're a middle of the pack team. You know, the instead of being a top two or three or four or five team, maybe we're nine, ten, eleven, twelve ish. I don't. I mean, I, I'm just saying what's possible. I don't know because right now they're playing like a middle of the pack team, regardless of the record. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. What 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 do they look like today? I'd call them the 16th best team in football. I don't know. I'm not going to count them out. I mean, you know, count the teams and try to determine who's better. But you know, again, I, I get it. It's it's not uh, that that's what we're watching right now. So, I'm I'm not going to count them out. Certainly, they've they've got the record. They've got time. It's early. We still got some easy games coming up. Quote you know quote unquote easy games. And, and again, they, they're so close on so many things. You know, one minor thing like run defense. And it wasn't always bad. I mean, they came up with some clutch stops to save this game. I mean, in overtime, all they had to do was run the ball and get like one first down and they can kick a field goal. They didn't get a first down. They ran the ball and they got stuffed. So it wasn't always bad all the time. They came up clutch when it was needed. But even again on offense, you know, you catch, if Dobbs catches the pass, if Dobbs doesn't fumble it, if Rodgers doesn't throw a pick six, I mean, we're talking about a freaking blowout here, you know? So I... It's it's on the verge, but again, we can't just say we know we're going to get over the hump. We don't know, and and beyond that, as as you said, you know, who knows what next year is? I mean, you put Jordan Love in there, maybe this is just it, and and maybe we're a, you know, two and two or one and three team next year. I I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I I'm just saying I get what you're saying. I have that same feeling of maybe this is just what we need to become accustomed to. Maybe it doesn't get better. This is what we are. I don't know.
5: Hey, Ryan, it's Wayne from the land of the governors who are all criminals. Illinois? I just finished up at the game today, and I'm calling to tell you that you are absolutely right when it comes to the crowd participation. It is weak at best. You know, I was trying to holler when they were lining up in the huddle, but nobody else was around me. People are munching their food, and it wasn't until the fourth quarter, six minutes ago, that the crowd actually stood on their feet from beginning to end. And I was kind of proud of what I saw there, but, uh, they would make noise when they came up to the line. But, uh, you know, as you're wanting them to do, to do it from the very beginning, not even close, they're yeah. making more noise when the Packers were at the line. Than yeah. When, uh, Patriots were, and as far as, uh, Matt, you know, making, you know, crowd noises. I think some of it, he just enjoys, you know, interacting with the fans. But some of it was, you know, hey, get up and get your thing going. What they probably need to do is have a PSA before the game begins saying, here's what we want you to do because the fans do not know. Later.
2: Yeah, and I just, I'll never understand. To be honest, I thought it actually sounded kind of loud today. It was certainly louder than, than the Sunday night game. There's no question in my mind, it sounded louder. And every time they panned to the audience, I didn't see what you were describing, which is what I see all the time, which is people sitting. I thought it sounded okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is that is the frustration. You know, waiting until they come to the line before you start making noise, you're too late. You cannot do that. And it shouldn't just be third down. It should be every freaking down. Stand up and make noise. And then, yeah, the the constant noise when our team is on offense is, I'll, I don't get it, man. I just, I don't know how people don't know this stuff. I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it, not a, first of all, a lot of these people go to like every game, so they should know. The people that don't go to every game, how, how do you, how do you not know? Even if you're completely oblivious, you have a giant television that is the size of a city block that is giving you instructions. Make noise. Be quiet. On top of that, you got the coaches on the sideline saying, make noise, or they're you know, waving their hands down, which is the most frustrating thing in the world when our team is lined up in the red zone, having to step away from the huddle and tell them to be quiet, wasting time for a team that never gets to the line in time, having to waste three, four, five seconds trying to quiet the crowd. <sighs> and again, you, you can't get them to make noise until they come to the line, unless it's the Packers when they're in the huddle, which is when you want to make noise when we're on defense, so that they can't hear the call. But no, but when we're in the huddle, yeah, let's get excited. Oh, I'll I'll be quiet when they get to the line. They can't hear the call, you idiot. I I don't understand, man. I really don't, and I think they need to be more forceful. I, I, we we need to get to the point of of shaming people because I think it is a culture. I I, I genuinely think there are people that go to these games. I think it's, it's mostly, and, and they'll argue with me voraciously about this, it's not the, um, you know, the, 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 the people that have seasoned tickets, it's the people that are getting busted in. I don't really buy it, because I think they're louder when they travel than, than when they're at home. And I think there's a culture among the people that go to most of these games that this is the way we do things. Um, and I think the culture is garbage, and it needs to die. And if you don't like it, then sell your tickets to somebody else because it's stupid. I don't care that you live next door and you have season tickets and I do whatever I want. That's that's a garbage attitude when you're hurting your team. And if you guys are the season ticket holders, you set the tone. So why isn't it better? It's a garbage attitude. It's a garbage culture. It needs to be better. Again, I, I thought it sounded good. There were I, I saw him kind of pumping the crowd up, but it, it, it was certainly louder than I've heard it in a while. But yeah, that, that telling them to be quiet when we're on offense thing is, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man, this is, this is so basic. I mean, it's bad when you literally could fill that place with five-year-olds. And if you tell them, okay, here's what we're going to do, they would, they would tear that place up and be so loud the entire time we were on defense and they would be quiet as a, because they're kids and they're really good at following rules. Well, kids are loud. I know, but I bet they would do it better. I bet you money, five-year-olds. You give them a job, you give them a task, and you say, you're going to help the team, and here's how you're going to do it. I bet you money it would be louder when we're on defense and quieter when we're on offense. And the fact that grown adults, especially ones who have gone to numerous games, can't, either can't do it or refuse to do it because that's not how we do things here, and this sense of entitlement, uh, it's a problem. It's a problem that you can't do what a 5-year-old could do. I'm sorry you don't get some kind of special privilege If you want to do whatever you want, sit at home and watch it on your television like everybody else. I don't want to do that stuff either. So I sit at home. But you know what? When I did go, I didn't have a... There's proof. I did a podcast with no voice. It's not hard to know what game I went to. You don't believe me? Go back and find it. It was, I don't know, what the heck? What game was that? Against the Lions. When they were all upset about all the penalties and everything else. A couple years ago. Go back to that. Find the podcast after that. It's a week of me talking like... I don't know, very deep voice because I had I was fried. If you're going to go, do what you're supposed to do. If you're not going to do what you're supposed to do, stay home. You want to just hang out with friends, invite them over to your house. Much cheaper. Don't have to pay for tickets. Don't have to fight with crowds. Don't have people standing up in your face when you're trying to sit comfortably. The bleachers aren't comfortable. Sit on your comfy couch. Drink a cheap beer instead of an expensive one. You can get like 10 of them for the price of one at the stadium. You can make better food. You can have as many people over to your house as you want. You don't need to go to the stadium just to sit there. I, I just don't. I, I I literally am to the point where I just want somebody to go in the stands with a microphone and get in their face and say, tell me why. Why are you doing this? Why are you sitting here not making noise? Or better yet, when there are people screaming when we're on offense, I want somebody in the stands. Get Matt Ramage on the case. He's doing the whole, you know, in in the with the microphone thing. Get them in the stands, interviewing people during a game saying, why are you making noise right now when we're on offense? Please tell me. I, I just, I just want to hear it. Is it I didn't know? Is it I don't give a crap? Is it I'm excited and I just feel like doing whatever I want to do and I don't care what people think. I don't care about the stupid Packers. I just want to scream because I'm excited. I just want to know because I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for what it could possibly be. <sighs> Anyways, um. Been a while. Thomas Austin I'm in, in, uh, in the house.
7: The boys pulled through to get a 3-1 and one record. It's great. It's wonderful. Hard fought. It's still early in the season, so these games, as long as they're hard fought, it's okay. Later in the season, it needs to start being blowouts.
2: All right. Bye-bye. is your wisdom from Thomas Austin of the day. And, th- th- and again... There is an element of truth to that, that. If there's a silver lining, it's the fact that this became a playoff game down the stretch. Only one team's going to win and everything else goes out the window. You've got a problem, right? Run defense, the whole thing, all, all that stuff. These are problems that you have not been able to solve. And you better solve it because it's overtime now. Solve it or lose. They solved it, right? The offense went three and out. So they sucked. And then we punted. And they got the ball in great field position and the defense stiffened. So we got a chance to see the defense and the offense figure it out. And, and the defense won because of run defense. And then our offense came out, and they figured it out, and they drove down the field, and they got the three points. They figured it out. There you go. Hey,
7: back daddy. Hey. It's uh, Squidly Diddly again. Squidly Diddly. time listener, second time caller. All right. Still from Michigan.
2: Hey, that's good.
7: I'm from uh, Escanaba, Michigan.
2: In the moonlight?
7: Anyway, before I uh, get into the game, uh, what do you think about Trubisky getting pulled at halftime? That's one.
2: Um, I didn't know. I kind of came in late, and I saw that uh, Kenny Pickett was playing, and I didn't really get to see what all happened. I, I, There was a hilarious summary, though, where they were talking about Kenny Pickett, and they were like, oh, man, this is exciting. This is... This is Kenny Pickett time. And the guy was, I don't remember who it was, but he said something to the effect. I don't know what the stats are. I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. But it was something to the effect of, I thought he had a good day, despite the you know, 40 yards and three interceptions or whatever that he threw in this game. I, I thought he was good, and now it's a new era. It's like, okay, well... Uh, I feel bad for Trubisky. I don't know what he did. He must have been really bad to to get pulled at halftime. Plus, they're probably trying to push Pickett out there, you know. But there's no turning back. You know, it's very rare. It's got to be like a Trey Lance situation or something where you're like, uh, no, let's let's go back to the other guy. But Kenny Pickett's the guy, and it seems like he sucks. So I don't think's I don't think things will get better. But I think you look at it and say we've seen all we need to see from Trubisky, and the season's probably screwed anyways. So we might as well put Pickett in there because he's a, we like his tools more, I guess. You know, higher upside considering we know what Trubisky's ceiling is and it's very low. And even though Pickett probably is going to suck more because he doesn't know what he's doing, um, you know, let's get that clock started to see if he can figure it out before we decide if we need to go in another direction in a couple of years. But we got to get started sometime and there's no sense hanging on to Trubisky because it just doesn't do us any good. We're not, what are we trying to do? Trying to win games? Yeah, right.
7: Number two is, what's with the Tide commercial? Which one? And uh, Devontae doing the Las Vegas Leap. I
2: don't know how quick I get that. Um, and then... Uh, so I barely paid attention, but I know which one you're talking about. He does a Lambo Leap, which it didn't even dawn on me that he's doing a Lambo Leap in, in Vegas, which is weird. But then he, he gets into like a reverse psychology thing. But I, I every time I hear it, I'm like, wait, who's trying to say what? Because I'm not paying attention um it seems stupid uh all these commercials with players seem really stupid like the matt stafford pizza one is painful it's like ear bleeding bad um and then yeah the Devonte thing is is pretty rough too but hey he's making money so good for him i guess
7: uh i don't know LeFleur luckily he wet his pants on the sideline
2: i didn't see that either you're seeing and, a lot of uh, things you're very observant i don't, I don't look at anything uh, i guess Too busy pacing back and forth and yelling at my, my walls about, you know, things not going well and answering questions that annoy me. (laughs) I'm so bad with that. My son keeps asking me questions and my wife keeps asking me questions. Like, listen, listen, I don't know, man. I don't know the answer to the question. I just, I say things out loud and I don't want to be contradicted. That's it. I'm yelling into, into thin air. Just let me vent without second guessing all my venting.
7: Won, but, I mean, come on, man. I don't know. I really want to know about the Devante commercial. All right, have a good night.
2: Bye. Yeah, I don't know what you want to know, but I don't know much. I just, I know that I don't care enough to really watch it, and I just, I keep seeing that part where there's the reverse, and I don't know who won because I don't remember who wanted what because, I again, I don't care. And then the commercial, it's it's like that every time. The commercial comes on, I'm like, oh, this is stupid. I don't care. And then they're like, ah, yeah, actually, and it's like, I don't remember. I don't remember who won. I don't know. I think I think it's not Devonte, but I can't remember. And I didn't even know it was a Tide commercial. I just, I don't know something about clean or, or championship or something. I don't. Know. Who knows?
7: Hey, Squidley Diddly again. Hey, what was with that timeout, man? They never wait catch you that ball. Come on. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean I heard of Lambo magic, but that's ridiculous.
2: See ya. Timeout. What do you? Which timeout? Say it again. Hey Squidley, what's up, man?
7: What was with that timeout,
2: man? They never wait catch you that ball. Come on. They ne- oh the timeout for the Dobbs thing.
7: Uh-huh.
2: there's no way anyway. he's catching that ball. Maybe. Uh I I guess. I mean it, it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm assuming you're talking about the Dobbs thing. It's one of those where you know. It's worth the gamble just on bad refs, you know, I, from that alone, because it's such a huge play, and I, I don't I don't know, man. I really don't know. Again, I, I would need someone to, I, I think I know the rule, and if, if that is the rule, then I mean, the only thing that matters is, did he make a football move? Absolutely not. So then he has to complete the process of the catch. In other words, he needs to go down to the ground while holding the ball, and he clearly didn't. In which case, yeah, that was the dumbest challenge in the history of the world, because Obviously, he didn't complete the catch and obviously he didn't make a football move. He was like in air. So I don't exactly know what could possibly have been challenged there or even questioned. But um, that might explain why the referees took about 1.3 seconds to review that and come to that conclusion. But again, I'm not positive how that all works out. So anyways, Squidly Diddly has closed us out for the day. I have to record another podcast talking about this all over again. But I appreciate the calls. I really do. If anybody else has any further thoughts, 608-501-0718. Take a day, process it, come back, let me know how you're feeling. But going we get out of here, you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.